Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Salutations and a warm hello to all of you out there planeswalking across the multiverse. You have joined us here in the Unlucky Lounge in Historic Monoscrew Manor for another episode of Draft and Draft. As always, still am and forever will be Corey, your denizen of this local establishment in the Blind Eternities. And joining me as always, we may be in isolation, but this bear is one of a kind. Borok, I'd give you a big old bear hug, buddy, but you know... Stuff's happening. Yeah, I know, we live in pretty strange times, but I gotta say, your entrepreneurship, having a planes walk and go, park and ride, drive through, pick up a drink as you go to the next plane, that's some real entrepreneurial ship. And of course, you are welcome. Oh, and look, what a coincidence, a planeswalker coming by right now. Thank you. I love the sound of another satisfied customer. I mean, at this rate, we're gonna have all of the Planeswalker's loyalty. <laughs> yeah, I still got it. Well, before we get into the meat of our episode, few reminders. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out at Believe.com. They are still making great content despite all of the things happening around the world. So check them out for great content surrounding a multitude of different topics. Also, check out all of our socials on Twitter. I am Draft and Draft Corey. On Instagram, you can find me at my personal account, Corey Demone Enriquez. And of course, look us up on Patreon at Draft and Draft, an MTG podcast. While our housekeeping is done, the Sorcerer's Broom is put back into the conjurer's closet and just a quick brief start big shout out to all of our medical team people be it nurses or doctors support staff all of the first responders the people working out there in the jobs that are still operating you are the heroes and to all of our friends staying at home and self-isolating your choice to make sure that the people around us are staying healthy that's really important too And here on Draft and Draft in the Unlucky Lounge, we do want to provide an opportunity for a little bit of respite, a little bit of escapism. And so today, we're leaving behind the Unlucky Lounge. We are leaving Monoscrew Manor, and we're going to take a journey through our very own Planeswalker Spark. Because we're going to count down my top five strangest places where I have ever played Magic the Gathering. And along the way, We're not just going to talk about them. We're going to take an audio journey and travel to them, surround ourselves and immerse ourselves in the environment to have a second to escape the confines of walls and find ourselves in some different, unique, and interesting places. But before we take our little fantasy road trip, we have to start with our tradition. So wherever you are, If you've got yourself a glass of water, an iced tea, a coffee, a beer, a wine, a spirit, hold it up. Let's cheers to the start of this podcast with the untapped step. 
Alright, I got my interplanar pilsner in my transdimensional koozie. It's time to go a traveling. So long, Borok. We'll see you next episode. Time to get out of here. Number five. The internet. Now I know some of you are thinking that is not odd or strange whatsoever. In many ways, you're right. Even though this started off as a sociable card game, the internet, Modo, Arena, it's the number one way of consuming the game for so many people. I've talked about it before on the show. It's the way that we interact with the game, especially the way in which the world is today. Our number one players, our streamers, without Moto or Arena, the game just doesn't exist the way that it does today. Here's the thing though, I'm not talking about the digital platforms like Arena or Moto. No, I'm saying let's get down and dirty with it. Turn on your webcam, Find a Discord, baby, because we're playing Commander in front of your computer's camera. It's what has been my content for Magic Play. I have been finding people on a Discord, a pretty nice and sociable one, where pretty much anyone I have met has been welcomed in to enjoying finding a random game. And to me, this actually simulates going to your local game store, finding some people, pulling out your commander deck, and just having some good old fun shuffling up and playing decks. I I have to say, I've been up late playing, having a nice cocktail, and not caring whether or not I win the game. I would recommend this. Truthfully, if you are somebody like me who really enjoys the sociable aspect of the game, then I think that this kind of play is something that is worth being encouraged. And I must say, I have to give some credit to my wonderful fellow players who made this a worthwhile endeavor. So, shouts out to some of the people I played against, Doom General, Altic, Ross Island, Sizekill, Crack Maniac, Passenger, Cat-Shaped Bundle of Sticks, White Wolf, Fumbles, Drek Sinister, Buddy, and I know I had a lot of other people that I played against as well. If I didn't get your name or we didn't get added, uh, still, thank you for creating an environment that feels similar to the local game store and equally as much amounts of fun. So, if you see me online, if you find my name on Discord, Draft and Draft Corey, love to find you on the Play EDH Discord for a little bit of magic while we keep ourselves safe. Number four. Your local diner, Denny's, Perkins, whatever it is. Ah, the smell of late night breakfast food is nothing short of divine and you can get your last remaining bits of magic playing and a platter full of just slightly overcooked bacon at one of these delicious locations. Now, I mentioned this before in some 
previous episodes, that feeling of being post-pre-release, just putting in five or six hours of magic playing. Stakes not that high, but you're having such a buzz because it's the new magic set. You've got the new cards in your hand, and the possibilities are endless. You take your winnings, you go to your local Denny's, you crack them open, and you do whatever with them. Be it pack war, pie gal, draft, make another sealed pool with just yourself and your closest friends. This is the cherry on top of the weekend of Magic Sunday. Now you might be asking yourselves, all of my unlucky lounge rats, what do you mean by Weekend of Magic Sunday? The answer is I don't even know and I don't even care. It is a complicated phrase prefaced by the fact that it is that exciting of a way to end your Weekend of Magic. Now, with this being true, the rules from our previous episode, Drafting with Drafts, holds oh so very true. If you're going to have unlimited coffee, make sure that coffee is confidently placed away from elbows or other accoutrement, because nothing feels worse than getting that chase rare dumped on by some coffee grounds. It may smell good, but it's not going to have very good quality afterwards. Now, perhaps my favorite moment, though, doesn't come at the Denny's from actually playing the game. No, it's when it's 10 in the evening and you're all just kind of gathered, you've gotten your food, and then suddenly a few prying eyes start to spy your tabletop. This can be in one of two groups. Both of them have hilarious results to them. Group number one is the assortment of old people that have all gathered up into one communal place and they look over and they start to just stare and judge all of you for playing games in their location. Kind of love this one. It, that's fine. I don't much mind, but it's just very, very obvious that they're looking at you and you can't escape the prying eyes. It's almost like sentinel's eyes except sometimes the irises are even bigger but the other group is definitely the more hilarious of the two groups this is the group of people that have been having let's say a very fun evening and they have come into your diner your denny's your perkins to gather up and try and let's say sober up so then they sit down, and of course, whoever's working there sits them relatively close to your table. And about five to ten minutes, their attention starts to wane, and then they actually see you playing this card game. And their inhibitions are just the right amount of gone that they walk up, walk over to you, and then start asking questions about what you're doing. It doesn't matter how busy or how unattentive you are they are going to stay there until they get your answer and so you give them the answer and almost undoubtedly they always respond with oh i think this one person in my family plays the game it's usually a cousin or maybe the even better off-handed comment of i used to play that when i was younger oh those people they're just adorable so your diner, your Denny's, a great way to wrap up playing Magic with your friends. And of course, if you are at your local Denny's, you might just hear the hallowed walls speak those sacred words. Red, white, and blue pancakes, huh? What do they taste like? 
America. God bless you, Denny's American Red, White, and Blue Pancakes. You're the most memeable breakfast food ever created. Number three. Number three, we're talking about summer camp. Be it camp firewood, maybe it's camp Anawana, maybe it's Camp Woodchuck, or any other idea of what you have as summer camp, that is far more unusual of a place to play than you actually think. Let's break it down. First off, a lot of the times, you're going to be playing out on picnic benches. This means you have to contend with the weather elements. That's right, you thought that gamer funk was a challenge no let's talk about summer humidity especially when you've got those sweet foils you know what's also great with your sweet foils a nice wonderful parabolic crease that grows all throughout the summer camp months Ooh, man it is not a great place to play magic but you think to yourself wait a minute why don't you just go indoors an excellent thought May I just refute said thought with another one, posed in the form of a question. Have you ever been in an enclosed space with eight to ten pubescent boys in the summertime? Let me put this in a metaphoric sense. Think the fifth level of hell combined with the most awkward years of your life and body odor. Do you want to play a card game in there? The answer is no. You feel bad for your poor cards. So no, we wouldn't play inside the bunk. Maybe every once in a while after a fresh summer rain, but mostly no, we would go outside. And what about porch space at the local village center? Well, let me tell you something. Porch space is a premium. So you do whatever you have to do. and You play cards and make it work. It almost becomes semi-comical, though, because you start to learn a few important lessons of the game. First off, playmats and sleeves are not a want. Those friends are what we call a need. And also, it's funny in that life almost mimics the old stereotype of playing in the middle of the road when a car comes by and you say, car, and then everyone moves off to the side, it's basically the same thing with magic, but instead, you have people shouting out, rain, and then you run inside, put the cards away, and then wait for another day. But in all honesty, playing magic cards during summer camp time was super important to me. When I started working at my summer camp in 2007, I remember I got assigned to a bunk of boys that were very similar to me, and it was kind of hard to get to know them better because they had known each other for the longest time. They were at the summer camp five, four years before I got there. So how do I connect with them? Similar interests like Magic the Gathering got me to connect with them. And then from 2007 all the way to 2013, I saw these boys grow up. They went from 11 to 18 and on staff with me. It might be the best thing that I ever do with my life. 
and I have partially Magic the Gathering to thank for that. Number two. In the back of my family's SUV. Now, I know the sounds right now you hear passing traffic in the middle of this busy intersection, but the actual time when I played in the back of my mom's SUV was when we were going to dog training. My folks were trying to train our newest puppy for obedience and perhaps agility skills. I don't quite remember. I think I was 10, 11 at the time. Now, in a way earlier episode, I talked about my origins with the game of Magic the Gathering, and that was walking into my local game store and finding people playing it around thinking that it was cool. For the most part, that was my actual real introduction. But when I was coming up with this episode, the strangest places that I've played the game, all of a sudden, my mind clicked and I remembered this one time when a fellow young kid who was bored with standing around while our folks were trying to train our puppy dogs how to obey commands, we each kind of pulled out our own interests. For me, it was my Game Boy. I think I was playing Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening at the time. But he pulled out a series of cards and tried to explain to me how to play this game known as Magic the Gathering. If you can believe it, someone who was about the same age as me, of 10 years old, wasn't the best person in the world to try and teach me a complex game system when it was in pre-6th edition rules. I walked away without really knowing how to play the game. I remember being baffled at the mana system, not understanding that collecting lands meant that you had to use them as resources and not understanding the color system and really just wanting to play Johan and not being able to. So that was my first introduction to the game, but I remember being crowded, uh, 10 years old, sitting on a blanket in the back of that SUV trying to play this game on a makeshift playmat made out of last week's newspapers. Don't know why that came in my head, but I thought that story is crazy and zany enough to actually make it into this podcast. Now, while that kind of spawned a lot of new memories, that still is not the strangest place that I have ever played this game. And the number one strangest place that I have ever played Magic the Gathering... That would be the light rail going to the Mall of America. Now first, let me clarify for you unlucky lounge rats out there. This isn't like an Amtrak train where you can lay out stuff on a table in the dining car. No, we're talking about a high-speed efficiency light rail that travels from the Mall of America to various stops in downtown Minneapolis. We went to the Mall of America in a really quick, instinctual grab to get the latest set 
of the game. Me and my college friends, we took that light rail to grab as many packs of Future Sight because it was so cool, it was so weird, and it was revolutionary to us. We could not miss out on this set. So we bought all the packs, we went back to the light rail, and I had this moment of revelation. We could wait, get back to the dorm, find a table in the common area, spread out and build a few decks and enjoy the afternoon with the newest magic cards. Or we could open them up right then and there on that light rail and see what kind of goodies we had just purchased. And so the challenge was on. It was the Great Light Rail Challenge of 2007. Who could open up all their packs, sort through everything with no table space, and create a deck to go back to the dorm rooms, sit down, immediately play, see who could rise above it all? And if someone came and sat down next to you, well, you had to adapt. No area to spread your cards out on? Too bad. You're going to have to do it in piles, in your lap, on your legs, while having the extra added challenge of being on a high-speed vehicle. Did these challenges have anything to actually do with this game? Absolutely not. But it was that desire to crack those packs right then and there and see if we could get the cards that we had yearned for while looking at the spoiler season. That instinct, that desire to just enjoy the game for what it is, is the spirit of this podcast and the spirit of all of us joining as one community and just having the chance to enjoy the things that are in front of us, no matter what may come. Oh my gosh, will you look at that? Our time on our field trip is just about over. Our parents only signed for so much of this trip, so we gotta get back to the Unlucky Lounge for one last nightcap. Ah, feels good to be back home. Well, friends, we took a field trip, and hopefully getting out to experience some locales with me was good for the soul. But you know what's also good for the soul? Responding on social medias. I know. Excellent segue. So tell me, where are some of the strangest places that you have ever played the game? Maybe it was in a back alley, because that was the only space available. Ooh, maybe you hid out in your parents' room during a family reunion so you could avoid the nosy aunt who wants to know what your latest ex-girlfriend is doing. I don't know. But let me know on Twitter, Draft and Draft Corey, Instagram, Corey Demon Enriquez, or check out our Patreon at Draft and Draft, an MTG podcast. That was... A super dramatic pause. Well, friends, it looks like I have found the end of my roadie, and so we've reached the end of this episode. 
So go out there and make some magical memories of your own. My name is Corey, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Draft and Draft. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.